Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. The Late Lunch with Blackstone Motors, Drogheda, Dundalk and Cavan. Our service departments are open with all HSE and government guidelines in place to keep you and our staff safe. Sales are click and collect only through our website, blackstonemotors.ie. Stay safe from Blackstone Motors. You're very welcome to Friday afternoon's Late Lunch on LMFM Radio. I'm, I'm laughing a little bit here because I'm, I'm looking out and it's it's a lovely day. It really is a gorgeous, gorgeous day. It's blimmin' cold out there. But look at the temperatures tonight. I'll be telling you on the uh, weather forecast a little bit later on. It's to dip to minus eight degrees in parts. Whoa, that is cold for sure. But it's lovely weather. I was uh, chatting to the postman this morning and he was just saying that to me. He was well wrapped up and he was saying, this is the weather I love, being out and about in these type of conditions. The rain, Jerry, just does me head in and it does mine as well so it's really nice and long may this weather continue a little bit cold during the day and at night but what about it it is winter time of the year welcome to the show a couple of good news items before we begin with our first guest this afternoon earlier on the week on late lunch we were talking to pastor nick park do you remember about the uh, rte new year's eve sketch well by god have they pulled in their horn since yes a fulsome apology it's removed now from the player and people have got their knuckles wrapped. What did they think they were? Did they think they were really going to get away with that? I'm delighted with the decision uh, that was made yesterday by the overseers in RT. And well done to them. And right has prevailed. And also, you probably heard there on our news, the news about the vaccines. Yes, Ireland in line for another three million of the Pfizer-BioNTech vaccine come the start of the second quarter of the year, which is really great news uh, for all concerned, and more vaccines being approved for COVID as we speak. So there is great hope. There is wonderful uh, vaccines on the way, and by mid-year, I would really hope that uh, we can start getting back to some sort of normality. You might think that's a long time away, and um, you'd like it to happen sooner, but like being realistic about it, as spring comes in into early summer, we so- should see great progress with vaccines, with key sectors being vaccinated, which is so, so important, with our hospitals under massive pressure at the moment. Now, lots of chat to come over the next couple of hours. Rory Stories, Rory O'Connor is with us, a bit of crack on the show after three o'clock today. Yes, it won't be long till we're sowing the seeds, putting in our potatoes. Nikki Kyle's with us to recommend wonderful varieties to grow this coming growing season. Jill Kirby's here. Yes, she's an expert in consumer matters. It is more expensive. You're ordering from the UK. Now, buyer beware. We're going to listen to what Jill has to say on the show after two. Numbers to contact, as usual, 086-1800-658. WhatsApp or text me to the show. Or if you want to call in, it's 1850-715-958. Now, this time of year, January, it's a sort of a great time, isn't it, to reflect on our lives and uh, make changes, make maybe uh, commitments to things. But it's also a wonderful time to look around us in our homes. And we're at home at this time and consider what we have within the four walls. Yes, it's a great time of the year to do some decluttering. And I'm going to talk for the next while to a lady who's joined me previously on the show. Uh, she's been involved as an env- environmental consultant for over 
over 25 years. She's committed to reducing our environmental footprint and she's the woman behind Eco-Conscious Living. I'm delighted to say hello again to Paula Butler. Happy New Year, Paula. Happy New Year, Jerry, and thanks for having me on. Not at all. You're the woman I need and I ain't joking here, along with so many listening today. Can we start first off? You know the Christmas leftovers and I I know you, you shop consciously. I'd say you don't have a lot, but you know, I have looked around here. Biscuits, sweets, chocolates. We've got a rake of stuff and it's sitting there at the moment. What should I do with it, Paula? I'm not going to eat it. No, I know. And I had the same discussion last night. Um, we get a lot of gifts over Christmas and amongst them food as well, as you mentioned. So, I mean, some options are if you can make something from it, like um, things like the selection boxes, you know, all the chocolates. That's brilliant for making um, Rocky Roads or any of those treats. And they will also freeze really well. So you could make it and then freeze it. Um, so where you can make something out of it or freeze it um, as much as possible. And then if you really can't use it, can you share it with your family or anybody you're allowed to see at the moment? Or else, worst case scenario, try and compost it rather than putting it in the bin. That's the last resort, obviously. Oh, yeah, and that would be the worst case scenario. And you know, Paul, I have to say to you, in previous years, when we were all at work, you know, you would bring them in and they'd be scoffed up around the workplace. But that option is now closed for a lot of people. So it presents another challenge. Oh, it certainly does. And the same with, um, you know, uh, donations generally. It's it's kind of harder now to donate stuff with um, the COVID situation. But hopefully, look, that's not forever. But in the meantime, you do still have to get on with life. Yes, and there are people and uh, that you will be able to get in touch with by some means or manner who would be delighted to take those gifts as well. And if anybody listening today has a suggestion of where we should gen- send our biscuits or chocolates or if we have food stuff over as well, give me a shout on the show, 086-1800-658, if you would uh, like to be a recipient or advise us what we should do. Now, let's come into uh, the food area more specifically, into our fridges, perhaps our freezers. Do you know the way people, and, and this has happened, Anyway, uh, Paula, with the uh, earlier lockdowns in 2020, people have stocked their freezers to the hilt with stuff. Would you give us a bit of advice there about decluttering the freezers? Yeah, actually, well, actually, because we had to self-isolate this week. So what I did was, because I mean, all of us should be trying to avoid going into the shops. Um, I just shopped out of the freezer. Um, so you'll find, I mean, it's amazing. You look, look in your freezer, there'll have been stuff that you put in. This is a great time to be looking into your freezer and see, can you make, make some dinners or lunches out of things that you have in your freezer and get them out. And it's amazing how creative you can be when the option isn't there just to pop out to the shops. Um, and even in your store cupboard as well, there'll be lots of things like baked beans and the tins of tomatoes. There's lots of things you can do with all of that food. Um, the BBC um, website um, has a great a section on leftovers. So just Google that and uh, have a look and see, can, are there any good uh, recipes there for leftovers or store cupboard um, recipes? And that's a great way to try and declutter. And then it feels wonderful to just have a much cleaner, clearer freezer to start the new year with. Yes, because we uh, have stocked them up and many people have, but now is the time with restrictions to use that food, make space and restock them again. So you really are decluttering by eating and using what you have, especially in the freezer, Paula, because people go back to freezers and the stuff then, there's so much stuff dumped from freezers. 
I know, and it's such oh, it's such a terrible shame. I mean, the freezer is a great tool for saving on food waste, but you you really have to have the discipline of going to the freezer and looking to see what's there and doing a little bit of meal planning for the week ahead. And like, if there are like fish cakes in there, you might need to get them out the night before and defrost them. That's a lot of the time is that you just you look in your freezer and it's like, well, I can't have that for dinner because I need to defrost it first. So just a bit of forward planning can really help you to. Re- use what's in your freezer yes and it's all about planning and looking ahead now let's talk about clothes and clothing and you know if we really were honest most of us would say that we have far too much when it comes to that department i I spoke to you before like in january is this is a good time isn't it and when we're all at home to really take stock of what we actually need what's your advice in that area yeah well my first piece of advice which is very effective and you know, it's maybe not as easy as it sounds, but is to stop the clutter coming in in the first place. We are all kind of inclined to pick up clutter and stuff as we go. So be those purchases, which could be like an, an impulse buy or maybe buying stuff for your aspirational self. I mean, you need to just be honest with yourself. There's no point in buying the bread maker if you're really not someone who's ever going to be making bread at six in the morning. Um, you know, and so try and avoid, um, you know, purchasing in the first place, avoid freebies and uh, that kind of thing, which just ends up a month later later being clutter in your house that you then have to get rid of. So if you can try and and stop things coming in and stem the flow, that will give you the breathing space to then really look at what's in your house. Um, I think there also is a very important piece in terms of your mindset. You know, we think that decluttering is going to be easy, but actually many of us find it very difficult because we get overwhelmed by the volume of stuff we have. We can start to feel a bit of anxiety. We can feel a lot of guilt about stuff that we've spent money on um, and we, we just we have to admit to ourselves we're never going to use it. So um, be kind of kind to yourself. Don't judge your past self too harshly and you know give yourself a break and learn from the mistakes that you've made and the things that you bought and you've never learned. So you won't make them again. And kind of approach decluttering with a mindset of kind of uncovering and rediscovering stuff that you might have in your house that you'd actually forgotten about because it's buried. Um, and then also think about rather than kind of like, what can I get rid of? It's like, well, like, what's the value in this? Can I reuse it? Can I repurpose it? Um, can I, do I know someone who needs it? Can I sell it? I mean, we all have lots of stuff that we spent a lot of money on and you can use Dundeal and websites like that to actually, you know, sell these items, um, donate them, or again, if it needs to be, try and recycle them rather than putting them in the landfill. That's, again, last resort. I know so many people are missing the shopping fix and the online option is there and it's flying along. But you're so right. It is so easy to impulse buy, isn't it? Just to click something. And uh, as you say, it just keeps coming in. The packages arriving ad infinitum. So that's the first place you're suggesting to start to really look hard at that area. Absolutely. And, you know, with the online shopping and especially when it comes to clothes, as you mentioned, it can be very hard to get it right. Um, So, again, when packages come in, be really ruthless and try on whatever you've bought. And if it really isn't what you want, if it's not 100 percent right, if you don't put it on and think this looks great on me, 
just send it back and be really disciplined with yourself about sending things back. Um, you know, I send back a huge percentage of stuff that I buy because I'm just really fussy because I know that if I don't really love it, then I probably won't really wear it. Um, I'll just end up, um, have, you know, leaving myself with something else that I need to organize and um, perhaps get rid of in the end. So just be really ruthless. If you do do online shopping, send it back if it's not 100% right. Okay, good advice there. And as well, you mentioned they're donating. If you can't give to uh, the shops directly at the moment, put them into a bag, put it aside, and there will be an opportunity as the weeks pass by to donate to your favourite charity. And they could do with the stuff at the moment. But there is money. Just come back to that for a moment. We have money lying there. There is. You can make cash on this. I've sold stuff on Dundee. Um and uh, and actually, uh, you know, things like like for example, sofas not that are hard to get rid of on done deal. You can there are waste exchange websites that you know I've given away couches and stuff um, because you often find that you know if it, if your living room is cluttered, you might find well maybe there's not too much furniture in here. Um, but that's kind of hard stuff to get rid of. But you can put it up on the waste exchange. Great way to get rid of stuff. And a lot of um, there are now growing number of secondhand clothing shops like Shopella. Um, and they will take clothes in for you and they will try and sell them for you. Um, so again, it's a brilliant way to get value back for the money that you did spend and also to avoid just, um, you know, putting stuff, um, you know, in the bin. Um, what about what about the whole area of you know the way when we do go shopping cleaning products are a big thing people use them all the time around the house but people are inclined to just keep buying and buying throwing something into the trolley every time they go along and suddenly they go to these yeah. press and they think oh my god almighty look what's here what about that whole area Oh, yeah, well, I mean, we've had conversations before about switching to green cleaning, which would be my overriding advice on that whole area. But if you do have cleaning um, supplies, it's similar to, you know, your, your store cupboard supplies. You know, you know if you, and at the moment, if you're doing online shopping, just a quick look in the cupboard before you um, shop. And you'll go and you'll realize, oh, actually, I have plenty of, um, you know, window cleaner or whatever it is you were thinking about buying. But you're right. We all often operate in an automatic mode because it's just easy. We're all busy um, and we can tend to do that. So, I mean, part of the, the, the benefit of decluttering is having a very clear view of what you have and what you're missing. Um, another thing that I just keep a running list of things that I need as I run out of things, and that is a good way as well of just, you know, make, I, I then can feel confident that only what I have on the list is what I need to buy. Now, list, do you see that word? Let's all focus on that word for a moment because that could uh, put an end to all this overkill and overstocking and too much stuff. Sensible, savvy shopping is so important. So the list is, you need to look in the cupboards, you're saying, is it? Make that list and stick to it. Yeah, and that's another thing, just, you know, going back to the freezer, I keep a list on the front of the freezer as well um, of what's in the freezer because sometimes... You know, even the thought of opening up the freezer to have a route can be off-putting. So having a list on the front of the freezer that I use when I'm maybe doing some menu planning for the week and I can just say, oh, I actually already have chicken breasts frozen in the fridge, so I'm going to defrost those on Monday night and we'll have them on Tuesday. Um, so 
you know, it's, it is discipline to kind of be organized like that. And I don't get to do it every week. Some weeks are better than others. But, you know, it, having a list on the front of the freezer is really useful. And having the kind of shopping list on the go is very useful in terms of helping you um, to avoid buying too much of any one product and having too much. I mean, you've got to think about it. It's basically money that you have sitting in your cupboards waiting to be used. You know, you could be putting that to better use. Yes, and the list on the freezer is a very good suggestion. I'm going to actually do that one myself because that will save me a lot of angst. Now, the overall thrust here is, of course, to consume what we need, not waste. And this is so important in the context of life in general, uh, Paula, this whole being conscious. And this is your area that you specialize in. Yeah, absolutely. I think... um by just becoming a bit more mindful about what we're buying and what we're purchasing, um, either be it the volume of things that we're buying or the brands that we're choosing, you know, you're 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 sending a message back to um, to uh, the suppliers and the companies to say, I don't want that product and I do want this product, um, you know. So that's really powerful, you know. Um, and as we started talking at the beginning, I think there's some, you know, it's it's this whole decluttering thing is harder than it sounds, and there's a few tactics which can kind of help people because I think people get overwhelmed with even thinking about decluttering. So, for example, I would very much advise people to start with an area of the house that they are not emotionally attached to. If you love books, don't start decluttering with your books because you will find it really hard to let go of. So start with something small like one drawer, the medicine cabinet, your sock drawer, um, your cans of tomatoes, something that you're really not emotionally um, attached to and start small and then you will get motivated um, by that you know and another great tip is to take a before and after photo of an area because when you look back at that it'll be like you know you get uh, more motivation because we have to try and really um, you know uh, discipline ourselves and keep going and try and motivate ourselves because it's not easy to declutter um, but once you get going on it I think it kind of becomes a little bit addictive and then you know you get on a roll Ah, it's a wonderful feeling. I was going to say that to you. You mentioned books a couple of years ago. I had quite a lot of books and I decided I took the bull by the horns and all I did was I kept the ones that I really was so attached to, the ones that I'd say I always wanted to keep all my life, but the rest went. I gave them to people. I donated them as well. And overall, I have to say this to you, Paula. It's a great feeling when you do this. It is. It really is. And, you know, you're... um maybe, you know, giving value to somebody else and sharing a book that they might love. And um, also then you can see, when you look at your bookshelf, all you see are the books that you really love. Not, you know, the books that you love aren't lost amongst the mountains of other books that are there. So it can be a really good way of um, bringing the things that, you know, and treasuring the things that you really love and getting rid of just all the other stuff around them that's just, you know, muddying the waters, you know. Um, another good tactic, actually, for, you know, because I know it is hard to give away stuff um, if you're not sure, is to create, as I call it, a purgatory box, which I have out in my garage. And I put stuff in there that I think I, I, I'm okay to give away or to, to get rid of, but I'm not sure. Um, and sometimes I'll go back out, and the odd time I'll go and take something back out of it. Most of the time I find that after a period of time I'll be, I'll be okay with getting rid of them. But that's kind of a halfway house and kind of, you know, um, allows people to declutter a space without feeling the anxiety of like, oh my God, but what if I need that in, you know, a month's time? You know, you're not quite, you know, being so ruthless. 
I like poetry. I thought I'd never say that in my lifetime, but I do like that. That is a fantastic suggestion as well. Anything else before we finish or have we declorated enough for today? Um, I think, look, we've done really well. I think we've covered a lot of ground. And I think I would leave people with one tip, a couple of tips for when they do do their cluttering and they've, you know, achieved it all is just for in terms of maintaining that because you put all this effort in and it's not going to be, that's just not the, the end. You have to keep kind of on this, um, you know, as you go. But one great thing is find a home for everything. Most of the clutter arises because we haven't got an established home to put something in. And so we leave it on the countertop. And also then very much uh, what I really try and do is um, if I use something, you know, that I'm not regularly using, like let's say we take a hammer out of the garage to use it, I put it back in the garage. And that means then, you know, you never have are faced with the giant big declutter and tidy up um, in the future. I love it. I really do. And it, uh, it's a great start now for everybody in the new year. If you take on board those wonderful suggestions that Paula has made to us this afternoon. You're a star. Keep on doing what you're doing. We'll be talking again, I'm sure, Thank during you. 2021. Thanks, Paula. Thank you, Bye, Nigeria. Thanks, Paula. Take care of yourself. Bye-bye. That's Paula Butler there from Eco-Conscious Living. Some great tips there. You will feel great for it. I promise you. I know it myself. I go at things and I really do clear out. Uh, I do it periodically and it's well well worthwhile. You're with Late Lunch on LMFM Radio. Short break, back in a moment. Yes, you've given me a great laugh, Antoine. Antoine Mars has been on to me to say, my New Year's resolution, Jerry, is to listen to you. You must be the most clean living, clean eating person around. <laughs> no, Antoine. No, I'm not. I'm fallible like everybody else. I have my demons. I do my best for sure, but I couldn't live with you when it comes to clean living and eating, Antoine. That is for sure. Lovely to hear from you. Happy New Year. Jerry Martin's been on to me from Sligo. I want to say hello to Jerry and Rosaline in Sligo this afternoon. He sent me a great one on WhatsApp. Let's get this straight, says the person with the nuclear codes has been deemed too dangerous to have a Twitter account. Oh, Jerry, God forbid. It's a great one, isn't it? It really is. It sums it all up. I think he's quietened down. I think he has his tail between his legs, Mr. Trump. Trump, I really do. Yes, uh, that uh, the other day was the final straw for lots and lots of people. He's gooch now. You're fired. Wouldn't I love to point the finger at him on the 20th of January as he leaves the White House? But there you are anyway. What about this uh, move? I mentioned it here earlier in the week. I thought, yes, I did say it here. I think it was Monday or Tuesday about leaving the Christmas lights up for another month. You're talking about in public places, outdoors. I'm sure some people are doing it around their houses as well. You'd hardly leave the tree and decorations up in the houses, would you, at home? Oh, I think it'd get to an awful lot of people. But what do you think? What do you think? Good idea to keep them lit in public places? The lights, the Christmas to the end of January anyway. What do you think? If you have an opinion, let me know. 086-1800-658. WhatsApp or text me to the show. Let's head to news and weather at two. In the company of Paddy Casey, I am a saint, but I'm certainly a sinner too. Thanks for your messages to the show this afternoon. Keep them coming to me. Breda in Belurgan tells us that she's keeping her Christmas tree and lights up until the end of January in memory of her two friends she lost over the new year. Ah, Breda, I'm sorry to hear that. And that's a lovely, lovely gesture. 
to do that, to remember them. And uh, she wanted to know who won the uh, Christmas pudding competition. Um, well, I'll have to find that out for you. I have it somewhere. Yeah, I will dig it out for you. I promise you. And I'll tell you who won the pudding competition. We had a great winner anyway of the competition. And uh, I'll let you know presently who, who that was. It just escapes my mind at the minute. There are many that many things going on in this old head of mine. Now, back to uh, Paula Butler, who was with us a little bit earlier on on the show, uh, talking about, you know, doing a clear out or uh, what you would call a declutter at this time of the year. Uh, some of your messages to us on the show today. Um, Jerry, uh, boxes of sweets, etc., biscuits, donate them, in my opinion, to the homeless charities. Also, I'm sure the St. Vincent de Paul would be glad to receive them, says Tricia. Bridget was on to say, yes, the homeless charities, Bridget says again. Oh, my God, though, Jerry, Paula couldn't be serious about composting. You see, biscuits and chocolates, Jerry, have reasonably long shelf lives, so they're well usable into the new year maybe even till the end of it, says Bridget. So make sure to use them well. I, I agree with that. Like composting with stuff like that, I have to say to you, would be the very last resort in my book. Jerry says another listener, if Ashling Low and Trim is still delivering meals to the homeless, it might be an idea to contact her. Maybe don't read this on, <laughs> well, I read it at this stage. <laughs> I read it. I didn't see that. I didn't see that there, but Maria read it anyway. That's a good idea. Ashling Low in Trim is a good lady to contact because she does great work with the homeless and I'm delighted to read it on the air and tell people and remind people about Ashling again. Now moving on a late lunch this afternoon, you probably are aware, you should be aware at this stage unless you're living in another planet that since the 1st of January all has changed in terms of uh, the UK, uh, the European Union following Brexit. Yes, uh, we are part of the EU uh, but the UK isn't anymore and of course we order lots of from uh, England and it's delivered into this country and there are changes and I'm delighted to say joining me on the line is Jill Kirby. She writes a brilliant syndicated column called Money Times and she's co-author of the Tab Guide to Money Pensions and Tax 2021 and I'm delighted to say hello to her again. Hello Jill. Hi, hi Jerry. Uh, Happy New Year. (laughs) And many happy returns to you too. Well, Jill, it is a new year and a happy new year, uh, we wish to everybody, but it's quite a different new year if you are ordering. Can you just tell us maybe fundamentally for people listening today who order small uh, amounts, not massive amounts, Mm -hmm. really monetary wise, what are the fundamental changes? Well, I think most, I don't know if most people were aware of or conscious of the fact that because we were in the EU, uh, you know, there's no tariffs, there's no customs, there's no duty um, payable. We all pay that in our own countries. That's the value added tax, sales tax, and it's different from country to country. Ours has just come down. Uh, the last budget from 23 to 21 percent, 23 being a really high rate. A lot of countries, I think the average is about 19 percent. Um, so, you know, most people have for the last, I don't know, 30 odd years gone about their business, um, you know, without being that conscious of this. I just wrote my next column kind of about my own personal experience. You know, I'm, I'm a Canadian who has lived here for nearly 40 years. And one of the things that has always struck me time after time, even though we go, we, we, in the old days when my child was much younger, we used to go back to Canada for a Christmas and, and summer for many years. Um, and it always struck me, geez, I forgot, we, there are customs limitations on how much stuff you can bring into 
Canada or the States, and how much you can bring back if you've, if you've done a little shopping, you know, post-Christmas yeah. shopping or in the summer. And I can't say I ever got caught because I'm not a big shopper, and that's not why we went to, you know, went to visit relatives. But I know I was chatting to a few friends on the phone last night, and they all said the same thing. Yeah, Jesus, you know, I, I, I really do purchase a fair amount from UK shops or UK websites. Mm. And what has happened now, as of January 1st, is that everybody um, who buys from a UK site and exceeds the, 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 the customs and duty levels and uh, are going to have to start paying this now. And it's already thrown up a lot of confusion, and quite a few people have already been caught by this um, with, with either the post delivery man or their courier service, um, one of which has just announced they're actually uh, suspending services until the 13th of this month because a lot of people and companies just are not up to speed about this. But they'll have to start paying uh, the delivery person, either the customs or the that, especially. And the rules are that if you order anything worth over 22 euros, but that is including the handling charges, the insurance that might be associated with it. Um, so the total amount, that's the, the actual product plus the uh, handling, customs, duty, anything like that, charges, then you'll have to pay that. Now, um, this is something, again, that people don't realize, is that from now on, the British will be collecting that from the supplier, from, you know, when you, as a customer of a company, uh, there's a VAT charge. It's uh, It depends on what the item is. Um, clearly, sometimes it could be as high as, I think their, their rate is 19 or 20%. Uh, it could be lower, though. There's lots of levels. But nevertheless, um, there's going to be a VAT charge at that end. And then when it comes here, there's another VAT charge because the Irish government will also be be looking for their VAT charge. Now, you can, there is a process and it's, I'll tell you, it's probably not worth it on small, you know, anything over 22 years. That's the limit for not having to pay that. Um, but, uh, you know, there is a process by which you don't get charged twice anywhere in the world. I mean, you, you can always go back to the revenue and say, listen, I... You know, I I ended up paying that in the UK as well as here. There is a mechanism for claiming that, but it's it's frankly, Jerry, going to be beyond most people. I mean, this yeah. just happens on a corporate level, not on an individual level. So, you could end up having two VAT charges. So there's that. There's and that that's on you know relatively small amounts. Now, over twenty two, sorry, not over twenty two years, over a hundred and fifty euros worth of value. Um, there is also going to be a customs charge. There's going to be a VAT charge between 22 and 150. But um, for anybody ordering, I don't know how you know how many people do order stuff over 150 quid. It's it's not that difficult, really. I'm sure plenty of people did mm. it Christmas or before Christmas. Yes. But anything over 150, you're also facing a customs charge, uh, possibly excise, depending on what it is, and and that is. That can be really quite substantial. And the revenue have actually posted, and I think one of the best websites really is going to be, for people who really want to know about this, should be to go to the revenue.ie website because they've given two simple examples, okay? Do do I have time to mention them? I'll mention them. Yes, yes, please. Okay. So um, no Irish duty, 
or 21% VAT, which is our VAT rate on most goods, is payable on goods worth under 22 years. That's fine. Although that includes, again, those transport insurance and handling costs, yeah. if there are any. But all goods worth over 150 euros, um, as I said, are going to attract Irish customs duty and VAT. Um, and the revenue example, and this is probably the most interesting one for your for your readers, is they've given the example of an adult sports jersey, shorts, and socks outfit. Okay, this is worth 152 yep. euros. The revenue, um, and they break it down on the site, shows that between the handling, transport, and insurance charge, which is typically about 15 euros, customs duty of, as it turns out, on these sort of items is 12% on each item. Um, and then that's a rolling figure that's now added to the insurance uh, transport and handling charge. 21% that, okay, so it's 12% customs, 21% that, the total is now 187.04, and then the post or the courier charge. Um, and post has, has noted that it will be a, you know, it could be uh, typically a 10 euro charge if they have to collect these duties. Otherwise, there's a 350 handling charge now. And that would be fairly typical of couriers who have to also collect this money from you because it wasn't added to the total when you purchased. Um, anyway, the total amount on a retail item, items of these sports jerseys and socks and, and shorts of 152 now becomes 236.32. euros. Ouch. So there's no getting, Terry, there's no getting around paying this. The question is, and that's why everybody is being told now, and the Consumer Competition Authority is also saying this, is that before you make relatively more substantial purchases, especially from the UK, you have to decide, or de- not decide, but determine, are they going to add all these charges up uh, themselves, the ones that, you know, they will then, I, I presume the company, or uh, I'm not quite sure how, what the mechanism is, because the revenue are the ones who are going to want the customs money and the VAT. But either way, is this going to be outlined and charged to you when you make your purchase? So then when it's delivered, all it's going to be is a 350 delivery charge by the postman mm. um, or by the delivery company. That's a, that will be the standard overseas. That is a kind of a standard overseas charge, we're now being told, about 350. Or are you going to end up having a substantial bill? In this case, you know, what's that... Uh, Oh, 86 euros or so. Um, Jill, I'll tell you this. I'd rather stay with the old kits or a lot of people would that they have, even though you might want (laughs) that new football kit or the latest. But do you know what you're telling me, Jill? Uh, To be honest with you, I'm sitting here listening and I put my cards on the table. I do a lot of fishing and have all my life and would buy from time to time for the UK. Uh, I'd also buy from Ireland as well. But you know something in future? I'll be buying all my stuff here in Ireland. Well, do you know what? I really think after the year that our retailers and high street shops have gone through, I think there is a winner here. Um, yeah. I, I, I'm hoping, and it's my observation, and I've been writing my columns for a very long time, that people have, after a year of, nearly a year of being locked in, are realizing, you know, shopping isn't really a hobby. Uh, a lot of people made it a hobby. They dragged their kids around shops on Saturday and Sunday afternoons and it, you know, they didn't have anything better to do with themselves. Well, we've all discovered we don't need as much stuff. 
uh, especially older people like me, uh, you know, you really don't need as much stuff. You don't need as many clothes. You don't need more junk in your house. By all yeah. means, if you have a wonderful hobby like fishing, well, there you go. That's where your money should be going. If you've got a great hobby, an interest, you know, and, and I think even dining out with your friends is a great interest, isn't it? We didn't do yes. enough of that when we had a chance. <laughs> That's stuff we should be spending our money on, and that will support the high street. And if you yeah, do it, need stuff, you go to Dunn's, you know, you go to you go to your local lovely haberdashers and you go to that. And if you're going to a, you know, a, a special event, you go to that wonderful little ladies boutique on the main street. Um, you go to yes. Irish bookshops, you go to artisans, people who. Well said, um, Jill. You know, so so let's. Think about not shopping quite so much. Yes, yes. But I'll I'll tell you, Jill, that example you just give there, that example alone, look at the difference in price from 150 to 230. It's It's not worth an 80 year. It's shocking with all this involved. And I do want to say one thing as well for listeners. I know this. That 22 euro limit is only until the end of June. From the 1st of July, it's open season on everything. Well, everything then attracts that. That's right. Yes. So So that's very um, important. But, you know, I, I, on the other hand, what is going to happen, and it's happening already, is that UK suppliers who treated Ireland, I think, very much as, you know, the poor relative at the end of the supply chain. We got uh, Marks and Spencer's is a very good example. Great, a great store that I've, I have shopped in here in Ireland. I don't, I don't order stuff overseas because it's well-stocked shops here. But um, their, their, their stock is very low at the moment, not just of the fruit and vegetables, the story that's been going around this week, but they're having trouble keeping keeping their shelves stocked in a lot of stuff. And that's partly because of the, the difficulties with the transport at the moment, and that will be ironed out. But I'm sure it's also because I think they're finding out that, you know, somebody's going to have to pick up the cost of all of this extra administration and shipping and the, the difficulties they're having in just sending us the stuff that was piled up in their warehouses, you know, they're going to have yeah. to start thinking of Ireland as a separate entity and they may or may not do that. Um, and who's, who's going to step in the place of them and, and other big, you know, multinationals uh, from the UK that we perhaps had purchased directly from uh, yeah. will be if Amazon and eBay don't also adjust this and make it easier and collect all this that and customs and everything else. Um, I think, you know, I, I gather that Amazon.de, which is the German Amazon, is really stepping up. I've been watching it for the last week or so. My husband has been doing a little of the research for me. I've been giving him items on the UK site and saying, are the Germans stocking this now? Uh, in a lot of cases, they're not yet, but in quite a few cases, they are. And they're, they're huge. I mean, look at the size of the German market, they might even subsidize, who knows, the shipping costs to Ireland. But there will be no customs. There will be no that problem. There will be, you know, there isn't going to be that charged in Germany and in Ireland, and you have to go back and try and collect the, the double that you pay. No, no, no. They're part of the EU. They're still in the they're still in the club with the rest of us. So, so there you are. Um, there so you are. Might, the German Amazon is the one to check out. Yes, German it is worth certainly yeah. checking Amazon. it out. It is. Anyway, Jill, that's fantastic. Thank you for taking us through that wonderful example there and putting it in a clear light of day. What is Shop involved local. now and the extra expenses. Shop, Shop local is the message. Jill, God bless. Thank you very much Shop. for joining me on the show. Cheerio. Bye bye.
Take care of yourself. That's Jill Kirby there. And she writes a wonderful syndicated column around the regional newspapers called Money Times. There you have it, folks. Let's look local in 21. Breaking news there from the Young Scientist competition. Cork student Gregory Tarr has won the overall prize with a software project on detecting deep fakes. Wonder did he do it on Trump? Hmm. There's a deep fake if ever there was one. Thank you to uh, David, who's been in touch with us uh, concerning my chat a moment ago with Jill Kirby. Wasn't that some example of the extra costs involved now in ordering from the UK? Well, David uh, says to me, I got caught out today, Jerry. I ordered a PC tablet case from Amazon using on post address pal. The usual delivery fee from the UK was six fifty. Now there's an extra charge of three fifty. That makes it a tenner. Irish Customs charged me a customs charge of six euro, and they valued the item as thirty two euro. I only paid twenty euro from Amazon. The tablet cost me less than twenty, but now I have paid thirty six, which is sixteen euro more. Thank you, David. That's another. Very practical example. And again, I say to you, buyer beware. And certainly I will change. I will I will absolutely change. I just mentioned fish, fishing tackle because it's something that I have been an online buyer from time to time. And there were items you, you would get from the UK that perhaps you mightn't get here and you'd get them handy enough and it'd come quickly. But I ain't paying a premium. There's no way. And I have been supporting more Irish suppliers in the last couple of years, and that will be 100% support for them from now on. And we all got to think about this. And as Jill says, there's a silver lining on this for retailers here in Ireland and for ourselves to look back within here and support the businesses that will need all of our supports going forward. That is for sure. Late Lunch LMFM Radio. It's time for a classic on the show today. Yes, it's Oreo Speedwagon. And keep on loving you. I love you. I love our listeners on Late Lunch. I do, I do, I do. Eileen O'Rourke was the pudding winner. Jeepers, our name wouldn't come to me, but it just did there. Yes, Eileen won the uh, best Christmas pudding in the Northeast 2020 and a beautiful pudding she made, I have to say to you. There's an interesting question, Jerry. Uh, following on from your interview with Jill a few moments ago, could you use an address in Northern Ireland to avoid all those charges? Well, there's a border, as you know, uh, down the Irish Sea now, and Northern Ireland has remained in the single market as well. I remember years ago getting, talking about fishing tackle, sent to Fork Hill to Breda Tier, and I want to say hello to her today. I used to work with her in telecom, and Breda would get the stuff in there and then bring it down to me when she came to work uh, in, in uh, Drogheda, but uh, that was many moons ago. I wonder about Northern Ireland. Is it out now because of the new arrangements, or could you still get stuff posted from the UK there, and it would be okay? A woman that might know is on the line now. Yes, she is the queen of green. She's the most wonderful organic gardener that I've ever known in my lifetime. And we're ready to go with our recommendations, her recommendations for the new season. Nikki, Kyle, Happy New Year. Good afternoon. Happy New Year and good afternoon to you too, Jerry. Just before we start, I want to quickly pass on a bit of praise for you, Jerry. Uh, I was oh. talking to the lovely people at Ballymackenny Potatoes this morning and they said, what a wonderful ambassador you are for local businesses. So there you are. 
Ah, oh, thank you so much indeed. And we love them there too. They're wonderful people. They really are in Ballamacenny and they're not far actually from where I live here. Nikki, you don't know about the, just before we get into the seeds, yeah. posting to Northern Ireland. Do you know anything about that in the new arrangement? Well, I was getting stuff that I couldn't buy here um, posted to Parcel Motel um, in Belfast, but they've actually stopped doing that for the moment. Uh, and until things have sort of got sorted out, uh, they're not doing it again. So, um uh, at the moment, I think it's just if you've got a friend in the UK who can post stuff to you, um, get it that way. You know, send, okay. get it sent to them, particularly with seeds, I think, because uh, that is a problem. OK, well, look, at we'll, we'll get clarification yeah. for that person on the uh, Northern Ireland address uh, forthwith and come back to this early next week. Let's begin. Oh, Nikki, I went out to the greenhouse just uh, about 10 o'clock this morning and I opened up the window. And Nikki, I could just get that little bit of heat. I could feel it, Nikki. Oh, well, with the, with the greenhouse, you will. With the polytunnel, there's less. Um, I was in my polytunnel about 11 o'clock this morning, and it was minus six last night. Uh, and at 11 o'clock, it was still minus one. Um, but at 12, I went out. Uh, I just uncovered the lettuce. I can leave everything else covered, but lettuce likes good air circulation. And if it's left covered for two or three days, it's gone, really. Yeah. It hates it. Um, but, you know, if we can look after it now, next week, things are starting to look up. I believe it's supposed to get mild. So hopefully yeah. we'll be able to sell a few seeds then. Um, and before we do, we can spend our time being snug indoors, sorting out leftover seeds from last year. Um, sort out yes. the ones that need using first. And please don't waste any. Um, if you've kept them cool and dry, even if they're a few years old, many will still germinate. Lettuce and cabbage and things like that will germinate when they're 10 years old. Um, and seed may well be scarce this year. Uh, so just keep it by, even if you're buying new varieties. And if you're buying new uh, varieties, Get some non-F1 varieties so you can save your own seed from them. And perhaps we might do something on saving seed later in the year. Yes, we will do that. But that's good advice. So don't mind the expiry date on the little top of the packet of seeds. They will still germinate. Yeah, yeah. And sow them sparingly, you know, whereas, you know, some people sort of throw the whole packet onto a seed tray. Don't. Sow in little modules, sow two or three, possibly two, and either split up or just take out the weakest looking one. And that'll make sure they all get good air circulation and you'll still have seed left. Um, now, you can sow lots of fast-growing things now, uh, like lettuce, spinach, mustards, radishes, things like that, in containers in the house. They don't need to be that warm, just house temperatures fine in the kitchen somewhere um, or, or somewhere else, but they will need light once they've germinated, which will take about a week at the moment. Uh, a milder, uh, as I said, milder weather's forecast for next week, so then you can sit them outside with a cover on just to protect them from wind and rain during the day um, so that they get some light and then bring them inside at night. It's a bit of a faff, but it's well worth it to get earlier salads. Yes, so we can get growing on the windowsill at the moment. Let's talk about your recommendations for the new year. And I want to run through some of the main ones here. Now, potatoes. I've been lucky enough. I got my Sharps Express and Duke of York from David McCabe on the 24th of December. And I sent you pictures there. We have them chitting. Ava gave me a hand, my little assistant, in putting them into the egg boxes. So, Spuds, Sharps Express and uh, Duke of York, I love. What about you, Nikki? Well, uh, I'm growing mostly the purple ones. Uh, Mayan gold, 
uh, and um, you know, Annelie, uh, blue Annelies, which is the purple one. Mayan gold, which is the wonderful sort of creamy yellow one, which you, I think you've eaten here. Um, yes, lovely. And it is a terrific variety. Um, just, I'm not going overboard with the varieties this year. I want to just grow the ones that I know do well. I mean, if you can get Sharps Express, that's a good second early, or Duke of York, but get them in early to avoid blight later on because they do tend to both be quite susceptible to blight. Um, yes. If you want to grow tomatoes, uh, and if you only have a balcony with room for a bucket, just grow the bush variety mascotka. It has a fabulous flavour. It's incredibly productive. And I proved a couple of years ago that it's the world's earliest tomato. If I sow that at the end of February, I always have tomatoes in the first week in June. Mm. Um, and if you grow loose leaf lettuces like uh, Lola Rossa and uh, oak leaf lettuces, they will crop for much longer and provide leaves for months. So they're far better to grow, really, than little gems, which you sort of pick the whole head and they're gone. OK, so loose leaf is your recommendation, lettuce. Just yeah. come back to the to tomatoes for a moment because people love them yeah. and people yeah. grow them in plastic, in tunnels, in greenhouses, yeah. in little uh, kabooshes that they build themselves. Mascotka, I've grown it as well. It is so early. It is beautiful. What else? We've lost our favourite. We've lost it, Nikki. Uh, well, we've lost Rosada from seed, um, but I've got, oh, hopefully, cuttings looking rather miserable, actually, on the hall windows so at the moment um, from last autumn, but they've got roots on, and if I can only get one to, to stay rooted and not to die, I can put it into some warmth, you know, bottom warmth in a propagator uh, in, in a week or so, um, and I can then take cuttings from that. So it's a good way, actually, of, of not sowing too much seed, even if you have sort of um, seed which is still available, because you can take cuttings. Just don't sow the whole packet of seed. Sow half the seed or even a quarter of the seed. I mean, tomatoes last for years from yes. seed. Uh, and then take cuttings. So, uh, instead of pinching out the side shoots, let them grow to two or three inches and take cuttings uh, in sort of uh, April or May, and you'll have just as many um, for nothing. Well, you see, you're a specialist scientist, may I say, as well, and you can do things like that. You're a magician when it comes to it. But for the ordinary... No, no, you are, you are. For the ordinary 5-8 listening today, right, so Mascotka is one. Uh, Sun Gold splits. I love Sun Gold, but they split very easily, Nikki. What are the varieties? Well, they the plant when you look at them, but, you know, we love it. It's my my son's favourite tomato. I can't not grow Sun Gold. Uh, But it does split. You've got to be very careful with the watering. And even then, you go to wash it under the tap or put it in a bowl and it splits. But it, it still tastes great. Oh, and, it's you know, lovely. If, if you've got ones that are splitting, throw them straight into the freezer and they can go into sauces and things later. OK, so Sun Gold is yeah. one you love. Anything else you'd recommend in a cordon as well that's a nice variety to replace uh, Rosada? Oh, uh, Apero, I think, or Apero, as some people call it. That's a good one. But I'm not sure if you can get it here. You see, this is the problem mm. now. Is it, a lot of the, the English seed companies won't send seed here at the moment. Um, now, you may, you can actually get seed from the USA very easily, and very often it comes faster than the stuff from the UK, frankly. Um, they are good if they're not sold out, but start to order your seeds early. Um, I mean, rareseeds.com is a great website for organic um, seeds, and they have a, a, ter- a terrific range of varieties. Try the, the Irish-based seed companies first, but a lot of them already have sold out of some varieties. Because yes. growing, growing your own the last couple of years has been very popular, particularly this last year. OK, so get cracking now and order the seeds. What about cucumbers, burpees? Um, I think probably, um, oh gosh, what's that one that we love? 
Um, I, I, I love the little gherkins, quite frankly. Um, they're so easy. Uh, they're sort of half-sized cucumbers. Now, Lidl actually had a great um, variety last year. Uh, the last few years, actually. I can't remember the name. Sorry. Um, but it's a very good, uh, small, you know, gherkin-type um, cucumber. And it produces just absolutely masses and masses. Um, the other thing you need to do now is actually get some good organic peat-free seed compost in. Uh, White sagri at Lusk have it at the moment. I rang them this morning to check, and they're also expecting more in soon, so that'll be fresh. But it's the best compost for all seedlings, particularly at difficult times of year, like sort of spring and autumn, and I never lose plants in it. Uh, and with whites at Lusk, you can order by phone and collect without even going into the shop. But keep okay. it dry when you get it home. So burpless, tasty green. Is that the one you were thinking of? Um, yeah, that's that's the one. Um, no, the other one was. Uh, oh gosh, it's gone. Sorry. Anyway, I, I've been I've been I've been growing the burpless for a couple of years, and yeah. you put me onto them. And I have to say, it's the finest flavored uh, cucumber of all. Oh, it has a real old-fashioned cucumber taste, and, and yeah. it's terrific variety. But uh, actually, Lidl do have a fantastic range uh, of seeds, and they'll get them in in about um, another few weeks. Um, so okay. they're well worth looking into. Oh, so keep an eye there. Now, green magic broccoli, it is magic, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, that's from Unwind. Actually, a lot of uh, companies are doing green magic now. And that's a good one. You, if you start that off now, you'll be eating broccoli at the end of April or May. Um, you know, it started off in, in a little bit of warmth now. Keep the frost off it. Plant it inside if you can um, in a polytunnel or greenhouse. And you will definitely get it. And it crops for months. You'll definitely be eating it in May. And what the, about the pieces like Delicate, uh, Lovely yeah. Mange to um, Sugar Pea, uh, any of the early varieties of peas. And actually, even if you can't get pea seeds, go and get some marrow fat, organic marrow fat peas from the supermarket, you know, the soup peas. Um, and just sow those, soak them, sow them, and you can eat pea shoots off those, which taste exactly like peas in the pod. They're beautiful. If you were to opt for a carrot, I love growing carrots, homegrown carrots, there's nothing like them, Nikki. Yeah. Um, actually, the easiest, again, I would buy Nant, uh, the Nant variety, N-A-N-T-E-S. You know, early Nant or, or the other Nant varieties, they have a wonderful flavour and they're so much better than the big old ones you buy in the supermarkets and very mm. easy to grow. What about cabbage? Hispy has been my go-to for quite a number of years now. It's an F1, I know, but it's a, a lovely cabbage and it stands if you're not using them regular. Yeah, it, it just depends on the weather, you know, um, as to whether it does stand. You can, again, you can you can buy sort of loose, loose leaf um, cabbages. They're, they're terrific. I haven't been looking at the seed catalogues, I have to say, this year, because I bought so much seed over the last few years that I've got tons here. Um, yeah. And it does last years. The only things that don't, actually, are carrot seeds and celery seeds, which really need sowing fresh. OK. And let's talk a little bit about fruit, because you are fantastic, the fruit you grow in your tunnels, and you have them on the the, the uh, benches there as well. What about strawberries? If somebody was interested in growing a, a few plants, what, what do you suggest there? Well, I, I really, I think if you're going to give space, if you haven't got a big garden, if you're going to give any space to growing strawberries, they should be the ones that keep on fruiting, you know, that, that go on for a long time. Or actually, you can sow um, wonderful um, alpine strawberries from seed, um, which will crop all year and actually into, into almost into winter, you know, into November. You saw them here a few years ago. Um, and all of those will actually crop all year. Um, but sow those early. They need sowing in February or early February if you can. They like a bit of frost to stratify them, which is to expose them to cold. They germinate better. And then they will start to sort of uh, fruit in the summer and just go on for months. 
Do you know the uh, perpetual? Uh, you mentioned the Alpine there, Albion. but the two, yeah, the, the other yeah, Albion. Albion is the other one. Is that the one that yes, that keeps coming all the time? Um, you may not be able to get that here, sadly now, thanks to Brexit. Um, but you may get um, other uh, remontant or, or um, you know perennial sort of strawberries from uh, some of the garden centres. Now, Johnstown Garden Centre down in Kildare always have a very good website. They have seeds for sale on it. They will also have strawberry plants later in the year. And I've got some very good varieties of um, strawberries, you know, all summer fruiting from them. What about onions and spring onions? What do you suggest there? Because people love them on a salad or to enhance any dish, really. They're beautiful. Well, spring onions, as we've talked about before, you know, you can go and buy them in the supermarket. Buy a bunch of spring onions, root them in a jar of water, plant them, because all of the spring onions now uh, that are sold in supermarkets are what they call Japanese or Welsh onions, and they go on for years. They just form clumps, and you can either pull them or cut the tops off. So whenever you want a bit of onion flavor in a salad or something, just go and cut the tops off, and, and there you are. You know, you don't need to actually sow them. They can be a bit tricky from seed, but if you want to sow them from seed, Again, go for Welsh onions or, you know, just, just the ordinary old scallions. Um, white Lisbon, that sort of variety. Um, yes, but I it... think for onions, I only use red onions now for everything because they're actually much higher in antioxidants, you know, higher in, in, in good nu- uh, nutrients. Um, and red barren is, is commonly available now, and it's a very good variety. And I would sow those in March. Don't use, unless you, you want very, very early um, onions, don't use uh, onion sets in the garden. Uh, as again, we've talked about before, um, you know, you can bring in onion white rot. But if you sow mm. them from seed, you won't get onion white rot. And you can multi-sow them, so you've got clumps of onions, you know, depending on how big yeah. you want your onions. You could sow three seeds, five seeds, or seven seeds to get smaller. And they just push each other apart and plant them out about a foot apart when they're ready for planting. Uh, and you get lovely bunches of onions, just pull up one lot, you know. So many tricks of the trade from Nikki Kyle this afternoon. One more thing. Uh, if you have leftover garlic bulbs lingering in, and sprouting in your veg basket, don't throw them away and waste them. Because scientists have recently discovered that it actually, sprouted garlic actually has far more antioxidants uh, than, you know, a, a, a normal bulb that hasn't sprouted. So pot it up. Um, you know, you can pull the cloves apart, pop them up um, into pots, and you can cut the leaves for use in salads and cooking, but don't plant them in the garden, again, for the same reason as onion sets, um, just to, to ensure you don't get onion white rot. Yeah, good advice there. All information available and will be ongoing during the year, and she'll be with us each month to report to you about what needs to be done with your veg at the particular time of the year, nikkikylegardening.com. That's right. This Happy gardening. There is a good list and I encourage people to go there, nickykylegardening.com. Happy gardening. I'll be in touch. <laughs> Thanks, Jerry. Take care of yourself. Bye-bye. That's the wonderful Nikki Kyle there, the Queen of Green. God, I'll tell you one thing. I miss a lot of things in life at the minute. But paying a visit to that woman and her tunnels in the Knoll is an education. And it's been one of the greatest educations of my life when it comes to gardening. And I pray that this year, given the vaccine and circumstances, that I get back there to visit her again to see what's going on in the tunnels. But in the meantime, she will be with us by phone on late lunch over the coming months. Back in a moment. Ah, isn't he just something else? He really is. Lewis Capaldi, someone you loved. 2019, UK number one. Listen to this, folks, for seven weeks. It's a brilliant song. And subsequently went to number one 
on the US Billboard 100 as well. He's only 24 years of age and uh, 2019, what a year it was from Best New Artist, Song of the Year at the Brit Awards. The song was nominated for a Grammy as well. I've watched this fella. He's a real talent. He really is. He can write, he can sing. And uh, he's a bit of a loose cannon as well. <laughs> seen him interviewed and the old uh, expletives are inclined to come out from time to time. But that is Lewis. Yes. Get what you see from him and uh, good luck to him. I hope he is a great 2021, 24 years of age. My, oh my, fantastic. Jerry, you were talking earlier on on the show, says a listener to me this afternoon about the biscuits and chocolates and bars, etc. that are left over after the Christmas. Well, I donate mine to the nursing homes and I think that's lovely and it's a lovely place to think of as well. They've had a shocking year, haven't they, in 2020? But I just see that there's been a 100% uptake in our nursing homes for the vaccination, which is really good to hear. And that is a good suggestion as well. You can't go there, of course, at the moment, but something to keep in mind for sure. Still to come on Late Lunch, I will play for you my final track of the week from my featured artist, the Bee Gees, and we're coming up into the 90s uh, with this one. It's a well, well well-known song. And as well, we'll be talking to uh, Rory, Rory O'Connor from Rory Stories after three on Late Lunch. Heading now to news, sport and weather at three. Stay with us. Jerry, what was the name of that lettuce that Nikki mentioned earlier on? I just didn't catch it. Well, what she mentioned was Lala Rossa. Lala Rossa is the lettuce. It's a loose-leafed lettuce. I'm very familiar with it. I've grown it myself in the past. And there are other varieties of loose-leafed lettuce as well that you can grow. The idea behind it is you can pick the leaves and it just continues to shoot new leaves for you rather than like growing a lettuce and picking the head and it's gone. I have to say, I love the butterhead lettuce myself and I grow them. Hilde is one that I grow. It's an absolute lovely one or all the year round is it an old one going back years and it's a beautiful lettuce. But there's real merit in growing Lala Rossa because it comes and keeps coming as well. Look, this year, folks, if you get a pot, try a few seeds and try a spud, do something. I'll tell you one thing. If you get into gardening, you'll absolutely love it. And the rewards are immense, both in mind and body and in the tummy as well. When you can eat the lovely fresh produce, there's nothing like picking fresh tomatoes and taking them in and eating them straight away or the first of the new potatoes those listening little nuggets of gold all the days we've uh, emptied the first pots because grow the early ones in pots with Ava they're just special special memories that I'll treasure forever get gardening folks this year it's the right time to look at the seeds now and get set to go now each uh, time at this day on Late Lunch this week and each week, I will feature an artist and their songs. And kicking off 2021 with me on Late Lunch has been the Bee Gees. I love them. Now, we've been listening to a lot of their songs going back, classics from the 60s and into the 70s. But we're shooting up to the 80s this afternoon to finish the Bee Gees off as my specials on the show. Yes, and this song comes from the album ESP. It was their comeback song in 1987. It made number one in the UK, meaning they had number ones in the 60s, 70s and 80s. It's a real get up and go number. It really is. Yes. It's Joe Biden I'll dedicate this to. How many times has Joe won the election? Yes, Joe, you win again. The 20th of January is nearly here. The Bee Gees. Wonderful, wonderful. 1987, you win again. Dedicated to a man called Joe Biden who will be the next U.S. president, inaugurated on the 20th of January, and hopefully we'll see him in the Northeast. He'll come back, won't he? Oh, yes, we have to believe he'll come back. He was here before. 
great to have him back as president of the Wee County again, wouldn't it? Well, I'm sure there'll be diplomatic moves afoot to uh, make that happen over the next four years. You're at Late Lunch on LMFM Radio this Friday afternoon. And today, like uh, playing the Bee Gees there, just reminds me of some of the other great, great singer-songwriters groups from that era. David Bowie was actually born on this day, the 8th of January, back 47. And he actually died in January as well, early January. I think it was the 12th, but another great one. Oh, I'll have to feature Bowie in my featured artist. That is for sure. But we'll have a new featured artist for you on Late Lunch. Uh, play it at the same time next week, Monday to Friday on the show. Now, to uh, finish off this week, we're heading to our final break of this Friday afternoon and we're going to have an old laugh into the weekend. We certainly are with the man himself, Rory Story. Rory O'Connor next. Thank you so much, Parik. Parik Rath in touch with us. Uh, Parik, happy new year to you and everybody out in the Clotterhead area. Parik was on to say thank you on behalf of Michael Burns' family for the nice tribute you paid to him yesterday on the show. Some miles clocked up walking and following loud over the years. And just to let you know, he passed away peacefully in his sleep on Tuesday. And thank you for those lovely words. I really do appreciate them because I always saw Michael and I remembered my father because my father was very friendly with him, my, my late father, Brendan, and they had a similar interest in, in the dogs and, of course, loud GAA. But uh, uh, Michael, in fact, had one of my father's dogs. He, my father bred dogs many different breeds over the years for many years after he passed away. And you see him walking with the dogs. And I always saw him walking and he was a, just a lovely, simply simple and wonderful man. And I was just only happy yesterday to remember him. It's just that I heard his passing announced on our death notices. But thanks indeed. I appreciate that, uh, Porik. Now, we have a man on the line. He's been a good friend of mine for many a year. And I'll tell you this, folks. If you want to now lift, check him out. Get onto his Twitter. Follow him on Twitter there and social media because he's brilliant. Rory Stories. Who am I talking about? The one and only Rory O'Connor. Afternoon, Rory. Very well. How's things? Not so bad. Listen, I want to ask you this, boy, first. What are you doing sitting in a scalding bath with a freezing can of Heineken? (laughs) I tell you, it's the closest thing to happiness I've had now in a while. Like, and and geez, I'm not excluding my daughter was born a month ago, but I'm just talking about in general, in general, like, I know. I, 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 every now and again I fancy a hot bath and, and call me what you want, but I do like, and I don't exactly fit in the bath. I'm probably three times too big for it, but I, I don't know what it is. It's just lovely. And I said to, I, I had the neck to, to ring my wife who was downstairs minding the, the, the month old saying, would you mind going out to the shed and grab me a can of Heineken and bringing it up to the, up to the, uh, bathroom? And she did. And I opened the can and I sat there and I drank the can and I swear to God, as I said, it reminded me of that balcony drink you have, you know, when it's venture day at the pool and, 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 you know, the kids are getting ready and herself might be having a shower and you're obviously in and out of the shower, out in the balcony, fresh a daisy, a towel on and, and a cold bottle of beer and watching the sunset. And that's, as I said, is as close to I, I've gotten to that now in a year or two, you know. <laughs> Oh, my God almighty. It brought you back to holiday time in Spain. And, you know, I was looking the other evening. This is why I wanted to have a chat with you. You put up a post and you said, lockdown in January and beyond, Trump's army on the rampage uh, and the severe weather. And you said something else as well. Spare ticket, please, for the boat back to 2005. I'll pay top dollar. Do you really want to go back to the future? (laughs) I will ask for this, like... I think it's, it's, it's grim enough times uh, for, for everyone, but yeah, you have to just have the, 
a bit of hope and, and a bit of positivity and a bit of crack. And actually, funny enough, just before he was rang, uh, the Sharks and Redemption was on Sky there. Now I was half watching, obviously half minding the little fella, but the last 20 minutes of the Sharks and Redemption, it's really, it's like a motivational, uh, you know, 20 minutes for anyone. And I find that film always gives me great hope. Um, and I watched the last 20 minutes there when obviously he escaped from Shawshank and, and then they meet up with each other on the Pacific Island and that. And, you know, that's what it's all about. It's doing whatever. It's like me in the hot bottom, me kind of Heineken, do whatever. Makes you feel a bit better and forget about the, the kind of COVID-19 madness that we're experiencing, you know? Anyway, I got a lovely message there from Nigel McKenna in the States just a moment ago. <laughs> You'll enjoy this one. He was just saying, and we were all watching what was happening in Washington the other day. Jerry, $750 billion spent on defence by this country. Two hours, the centre of power fell to the Duck Dynasty and a guy in a Chewbacca bikini. It's unbelievable, isn't it, when you when you reflect on it? But here, tell me this. You have made it. Now, I'm going to talk about your book before we finish up in, in a few moments. But I think you have made it. You know why I'm saying to you, you've made it, Rory O'Connor? Because Niall O'Loughlin has caricatured you forevermore, amen. I love it. Yeah, I know. I've seen it sort of night now and... I wasn't exactly doing the cartwheels about the, the pair of lugs that he gave me and the big long neck, but uh, a lot of people reference me as a young Jack Charlton, so I'd probably take that as a compliment, you know. But, uh, oh, but, but you know yourself. Go on, you know yourself, a caricaturist, they extenuate, you know what I mean, the, the features, and yeah, he did one of me as well, you know. He, yeah. I have to say, you know, it's, it's funny, like, even, I don't know if you got to see the the 22nd reel of how we've done it. And listen, he's an incredible talent and, um, you know, he 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 done a great job. And it gave me a laugh seeing the head of me, as I said, it's like a fella after seven or eight points coming out of the toilet and a big smiley head and I'm thinking life's great, like in that kind of a, a head of me. But uh, ah, would you go away with your mate, Jerry? There's no such thing as that, like, you know yourself, Jerry. You made it then as a, as a presenter yourself, though. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks a million. Well, you know, I have to say I, I really loved it and I think he's got you spot on. But here's the thing. I'm sorry to say this, Rory. He may have to redraw it because I've just read what you ate for lunch the other day. And I'm going to tell listeners, I'm going to out you now. Listen to this. This was this for his lunch. Wings, rasher and poached egg wrap, cheese and crackers, two yogurts and prawn cracker Pringles. Rory, you're joking me. You're joking me. Uh, and me meant to be on a January diet, so can you imagine the carry on in the 23rd of December? I will be like, ah, sure, I'm 18 stone when I'm fit, Jerry, so I have to keep the old fuel going, you know yourself, right? <laughs> He'll have to redraw you. He'll have to redraw you. You'll be wider. Yeah, give me a couple of uh, chins there above that necklace. <laughs> <laughs> but look, a laugh, Rory, and, and you know, a laugh is what we all need at this time. On a serious note, this is a big challenge for everybody, Rory. I don't have to tell you either. No, listen, it's not like, and uh, I was saying to a fella last night, Jerry, and it's important, and I, I, I kind of ram home a lot across social media, it's important that everyone understands that we're in this boat together. And to me, that that that, that gives me, you know, a bit of... I suppose, a belief that, you know, it's not just you, it's not just your family, it's not just your parish, it's not just your county, your country, it's the whole world. And 
it's a bit like going off on a stag party for two days in Benamanine and coming home and the fear of God and the, the men in the white coats are coming after you. And if you if you know that every the twenty other lads on the stag feel like you do, it kinda makes you get through it. And this is like a, a massive version of that if you ask if you ask me. So just people let, like don't be harsh on yourself, do what you have to do, have good days, have bad days. Um, and just get get through each day. Don't think too far ahead. The vaccine hopefully be rolled out in a month or two. And you know, before you know it, we'll be back watching me beat loud with a last minute goal. You know. <laughs> Stop! I'm going to cut this call immediately. There's no need for any of that now. Or I'll start mentioning Dublin to you. No, I won't. I'll leave it be. I'll leave it be for no, the moment. No, no, no. I'm look- sorry. I, I'm sorry. Don't mention <laughs> Dublin. But listen, you've had Mickey Hart now, so we're looking yep. forward to seeing what, what 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 Mickey Hart brings to the table. You know. Ah, the only way is up. It has to be with Mickey at the helm. Anyway, your book was fantastic. It's still going great guns. It's called Rory's Story and it's still available. Yeah, no, uh, obviously uh, I was with yourself chatting about the first two books uh, that were obviously very much humour, but this was, I suppose, telling my own story and I won't lie, I was very nervous uh, when it was released because uh, if you're ready, you know, I was very honest in it, but the feedback has been, you know, overwhelming, like from every aspect, from young lads struggling in school, parents of young people struggling in school, people struggling with addiction, mental health. Um, and obviously there's plenty of laughs in it as well. So, like, you know, I honestly would encourage people. And it's not, as you know yourself, it's, it's, it's not the hardest read ever. There's good big writing on it and you'll fly through it. So just someone might take something from my story, you know, that might give them a bit more uh, sense of hope uh, as we plow on through COVID. But, yeah, no, it, it definitely was was a successful book for surely. Yeah, congratulations to you. Keep on doing what you're doing. Keep us laughing. Rory, take care of yourself. We'll be talking through the months and uh, uh, time ahead in 2021. Great to hear from you. Yeah, pleasure as always, Jerry. Keep her lift. Take care of yourself. That's brilliant. That's Rory O'Connor there. Rory stories following folks on Twitter. He's absolutely brilliant. I'm just looking at a big box of sweets above Vanilla MFM and Eamon Doyle and Chris Murray have that to themselves. Well, good luck to them. Let me get on the on the, the exercise bikes and get on the road or something after eating all that stuff. Anyway, I want to say my thank yous. Big thank you to all our guests who joined us during the week. To your listeners who join us every day, much appreciated. To Louise Walsh, my producer, and Eamon, Eamon Doyle, who's uh, keeping the good ship uh, late lunch afloat back at base. That's a lot for this week. Eddie Caffrey's coming next with The Drive. We'll see you Monday at half one. Take care this weekend. See you then. The Late Lunch with Blackstone Motors, Drogheda, Dundalk and Cavan. Our service departments are open with all HSE and government guidelines in place to keep you and our staff safe. Sales are click and collect only through our website, blackstonemotors.ie. Stay safe from Blackstone Motors. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. 
Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50 luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.